my daughter, Singing Rose Cornblith, a.k.a. my funnier twin, just got her first breast bud at 10. Personally, I prefer to call her breast buds melon dots, <laughs> but as of yesterday, my daughter, a.k.a. funnier twin, just got her first breast bud at 10. Later, I say to my wife, how can this happen already? I'm still waiting for your buds to sprout. Can I get a holla for going for the kill shots? Long time, all the time, ever blatantly titty shaming mama in case new fans haven't caught up my flow just yet. Not trying to offend you already, but if I did, then you can go woke yourself too. Holla! Thank you very much. More observational asshole comedy on the book cover of Reese Witherspoon's cookbook, Whiskey in a Teacup. She's covering her chin with the teacup on purpose. I'm buying a beer. And the song Little Lies by Fleetwood Mac is playing on the surround sound speakers at the supermarket. As my beer is getting scanned, I say to the supermarket clerk, tell me Sweet Little Lies is what Stevie Nicks sang to Hillary backstage at Madison Square Garden, and the supermarket girl clerk laughs through her mask a long time. I add, that's an A-plus joke addition to my book, Do It All Dad Does Jokes. You're welcome. Holla. Thank you very much. <laughs> my A-plus compliment for my wife this morning is this. I say, babe, I watch a video. But Adam Sandler's wife last night, and you're much better looking than Adam Sandler's wife without the aid of movie makeup in your favor. <laughs> and it shows in her kids too. And my wife laughs long time. Thank you very much. <laughs> my mid-afternoon compliment for my wife yesterday was good, but came off as more unintended dickish. I say, that dress fits your body well, babe, and no longer looks so tentish. <laughs> Last night for dinner, my daughter says, Daddy, your red lips look blander than usual. Do you want me to put lipstick on you after dinner? I say, I can't look through mom's purse for hidden Adderall pills without feeling like a drug-controlled whore with such Succulent, suck-ready lips. So, I'll stick with my pre-made clown lips for now. Thanks. Jon Snow from Game of Thrones going to rehab in Connecticut for 75 grand a week ruins everything. He was supposed to be the new alpha dog version of Orlando Bloom. Yet now, you get the distinct impression He'd shaken his boots from a cutting stare by Gordon Ramsay on Master Chef Celebrity Edition. Gordon Ramsay spits out a bite of his Dothraki Lamberger and says, This tastes like burnt villagers, Jon Snow. Holla! Thank you very much! 
This is an impersonation of Liz Cheney seconds before going down on Megan Raponi. Unlike my father Dick, I aim to please. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> the only difference between The View and The Rachel Maddow Show is no straight guys watch it either. <laughs> East Coast elitist cooks, cooks, don't count because they never laugh at this impersonation of Chris Matthews sexually harassing his new chesty, yenta breath intern from Long Island who's more overtly Jewy annoying than Joy Behar, if you can believe it. Eating out Maddow, yenta breath, <laughs> counts as your lunch break, babe. Holla! Resist this! Thank you very much! Fuck China. Chinese-made fentanyl has killed more crackers in this country than Taylor Swift kicking it with Lena Dunham on Instagram. Lena Dunham was actually Hillary's social media campaign manager before Trump proved baby boomer mom doesn't know best. Only Lena Dunham can make Hillary hammer time cankles less likable and relatable in one blubbery swoop. I think more shrinks should prescribe edibles, that being weed edibles, over antidepressants like Zoloft. One gives you a mentally tingly lift. The other turns you into a school shooter on the FBI's most neglected list. <laughs> I can't believe recreational weed shops actually exist in our country now. It makes me proud to be an American again in a place where I know I'm free to take edibles behind my kids' backs before they unmask my pothead eyes. Police lives. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Weed edibles. Don't make me feel like a complete moron around my daughter. If she asks me a super hard question once they kick in. Like, Daddy, if God created the universe, then who created God? I say, God went back in time in a time machine made by Elon Musk? Daughter says, that's a really convincing theory, Dad. Thanks for turning me into an atheist at four. David Cross lives. Holla! Thank you very much! I'm reaching out to Christian literary agents pitching my book, The Cochetarian Comedians, stating, you're my only option left because I'm the last self-loving Jewish New Yorker left. <laughs> Wasn't bailed for a Florida or some Airbnb in South Carolina because I can't afford it because I'm so broke. My Hebrew name is under judicial review. Holla! 
We're getting major mileage out of a punch on that's 15 years old at this point. Thank you very much. <laughs> and can I get a no thank you for making such an admission 15 years after the fact, knowing my position in the fuck you game of life hasn't changed one iota since. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Again, I'm reaching out to Christian Lit agents, pitching my book, The Kosherian Comedians, which is about getting my three fuss-free Kosherian comedian children into the Kosherian diet while highlighting my success in being able to generate more yummy dances than mama because I make my food with love compared to her. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> so, the book's about getting my excited, getting my excited, getting my kids excited about giving the Kosherian diet a chance. And you're my only option left, Christian lit agent at large. I'm the last self-loving Jewish New Yorker left who doesn't shy away from pro-Trump material such as Trump's the Antichrist, but doesn't Jesus return from heaven to defeat the Antichrist in the Bible part two? So have some faith in the Jesus comeback story, won't you people? Can I get a holla for stumbling a little bit, but for finishing strong? Holla! Thank you very much. <laughs> I actually had to Google Antichrist to figure out what it meant initially. <laughs> At the time, I thought that's what pig vomit calls Howard Stern in private parts. So, how bad could the Antichrist be? <laughs> Although this was before Howard Stern became weird, woke Howard. <laughs> Plus. I don't think Howard Stern has lost any sleep over Artie Lang turning his nose into a piece of fucking folded Capicola either. Holla! Thank you very much! Beer League, most underrated comedy of all time, lives forevermore. Artie Lang, I still don't understand how you would want to kill yourself after making such a comedic masterpiece, but I'm sure you had your reasons. Glad you survived. Holla! Thank you very much! The other day, my son says, I jammed this lime up my butt. I said, don't jam limes up your butt. He says, why not? I rubbed it against my penis, and it felt good. I reply, I better keep you away from Dad's key lime pie for dessert. The other night, I'm tucking my daughter in and say, Hardcore Hilarious, one of my strongest comedy records yet. My act-outs of Joy Behar and Muslim Virgin Heaven. <laughs> and as Kay announcing to Michael Corleone about being pregnant with a hermaphrodite son. And my bit, the gender-fluid godfather. I know how sick of your Sicilian seed is, Michael! Or some of my strongest impersonation bits yet. And my funnier twin daughter says, so you're better at playing girls, daddy? <laughs> and I say, I don't call myself a stay-at-home 
female comedian or nothing. Boom shakalaka. Thank you very much. My wife pulls a dildo out of her panty drawer and says to me, do you want it? I say, save it for baby Samuel. He's already jamming limes up his butt. So at this point, what difference does it make? Hillary, hammer time, cankles, strikes again. Holla. Thank you very much. I bombed hard in Dutchess County recently, especially once I started going after Hillary. On stage, I say, Hillary says she lost the election because of Russian collusion. I thought she lost the election because she's an unhuggable cunt. My bad. She must have deleted that memo too. My wife had a Hillary spotting for lunch during a restaurant week in this garden patio spot in northern Westchester. And my wife says, Hillary was nice. She smiled at baby. I said, of course, Hillary was smiling around baby's scrumptious chosen curls. Hillary was getting warmed up for dessert. Holla! Thank you very much! Lifeguards triggering Biden, a.k.a. Mr. Groper, has ruined lifeguards for me. <laughs> Add going out to ice cream with my kids without thinking of him crapping in his nappy mask again because Jill Biden won't let him wear her pantyhose around his face instead because she hasn't owned any since Ann Taylor rung the bell at the New York Stock Exchange in the summer of 89, Brian Adams lives. Holla! Kind of represents. Thank you very much! Mr. Groper has also ruined reading alt-right dun, 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 branded website articles about Americans trusting the media less than the integrity in our Supreme Court since they let democracy die under their BLM Boston Move Watch. Young MC lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Refusing to judge on blatant, easily provable election fraud. The Supreme Court has helped Antifa light up the record books for doing nothing to stop them. Extending the longest pyromania stretch into adulthood ever recorded post-ISIS and the Crusades. But seriously, Biden has made it impossible for me to even try to warm up to another dopey, smug, yet blank-brained lifeguard Ever again, who's whiter than James Corden after Brian May jams a carrot up his ass for karaoke carpool for fat bottom girls love to be pegged by anything sharp and pointy, veggies included, or else you can't have your pudding, you tubby, slovenly. Sell out establishment 
Bitch. Pink Floyd. The wall lives. Hey, Roger Waters. I think at this point it's safe to say you've gotten over your dead dad. Don't you think? Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> the COVID jab. Pinky swear. New York City is reopened again. Cuomo. The Italian reptilian inside who looks like Mama Fratelli from the Goonies and the thing had a baby. Declares victory. Cuomo. The thug and Armani. Managed to kill off the greatest city in the world in only 15 months flat. <laughs> We're also finding the time to pen a book on leadership. Which is like Woody Allen penning a book on hands-off parenting. Or similar to Kevin Durant being picked to give a, a TED Talk on how to block out the sound of cyber bullying. Holla! Thank you very much! Stephen A. Smith claims Durant. Pipe cleaner Arm Durant is the best player to ever represent New York City. Be a more transparent kiss-ass Stephen A. Millennial Mouseketeers, <laughs> such as Pipe Clean Armor Durant, would have gotten stomped to death in the vastly more rough-and-tumble era of the 80s NBA. The suffocative defensive play of the bad boys, the X-Men, the Pacers, Kevin Willis, and Charles Hardis Oak Oakley would have torn Durant's pipe cleaner arms off like he was the black Gumby. Durant also isn't an actual playground legend from Brooklyn like Bernard King. Bernard King was the black Larry Bird on steroids with Rockies. I the Tiger Snarl. Showcasing Rocky too. Who ripped the rim off the fucking basket while going coast to coast like Westbrook on Adderall with far greater chest puffing, huffing ease, refusing to vote is giving up on America? No. Avoiding voter ID to cheat again is, I forgot. Calling out election fraud is the big lie. Like humanization being the religion of peaceful Palestinian protesters for hire. <laughs> Which reminds me, I just read about an all Muslim girl prom held in Detroit, Michigan. So the prom was like mine, pork free. I hope nobody votes in America ever again. <laughs> so politicians who let democracy die under their watch without making a peep will feel like emptier imposter do-good helpers at the Harvard Club than normal till their last scotch stench filled breast. Is babyface Omar the new face of Banana Republic yet, <laughs> to model their new line of casual anti-Semitism 
footwear that comes with a complimentary Israeli doormat to boot. Actually, the Supreme Court gave up on America when they refused to look into the case of election fraud that was more blatant than Jill Biden's varicose veins with no panty hose on in front of the Queen of England who offers stiff competition in that department with their pantyhose on in person already. <laughs> Eric Clapton's famous music friends, such as Steve Winwood, are avoiding him like the plague since he opened up by suffering from partial paralysis after his second COVID jab, fearing he was going to lose permanent feeling in his guitar playing hand, strung by the Almighty. Back on his high horse again, with chompers like that, Steve Winwood. Dear Alexa, play me any song by Cream, Clapton, or Derek and the Dominoes to make me happy. It's too bad Steve Winwood isn't cracking anybody's top 100 pleasure playlist either. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Nobody has died from the COVID jab. What about boxer legend? The marvelous Marvin Hagler. Oh yeah. MSN debunked the theory already. Despite Tommy Hearns claiming the murderous jab put him out for the count more than his vicious one-two combos ever could. I made a COVID jab, pinky swear, when my parents asked me to get vaccinated for their behalf, but my father's shoulders collapse whenever I go in for a hug for all time's sake, since I came out as a pro-Trump supporter. <laughs> Plus, my parents are vaccinated, which grants them immunity from the virus, allegedly. So at this point, what difference does it make? Hillary, hammer time cankles, strikes again. Holla! Thank you very much! Hot for hummus. Hummus is chickpeas are great in Arabic. <laughs> it's the most popular dish in the Middle East among Egyptians, Jordanians, and Israeli offshoots of the Zohan tribe. Seven degrees separated from the golden Jew, Adam Sandler. <laughs> Actual unity is getting your hummus resistor Jewish father from the Bronx to follow your three cogitarian diet embracing children by joining the party to try your homemade hummus made in his well-earned Arizona estate home for a pre nibble snack on top of toasted pita triangles with some diced up cherry tomatoes, fresh scattered parsley, and vibrant looking just grated carrots on top. I'm not betting the farm on my father to try my workshopped, perfected, homemade hummus over Thanksgiving break, but as my father likes to rightfully point out, I don't own a farm, let alone a John Deere lawnmower or the personal property big enough to justify the expense, because as stated before, I'm still so broke, my Hebrew name is under judicial review. Can I get a holla for callback special 
Number one, you're welcome. Holla! Thank you very much! Everyone can unify behind the depressingly dreary premise of a degenerate Jew like myself not being financially secure in life at 45 years old, three unplanned kids later, who still uses his fingers for basic arithmetic like a retarded version of Dustin Hoffman at the blackjack table at Talking Stick Casino. Growing up in elementary school, all my lone officer mother ever made me was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for lunch, which didn't help my blobby physique one bit at the time. <laughs> Still, I never complained. I'm not bitch about it now or back then. I also never requested anything different, urging my mother to make me a bento box lunch with Power Ranger stickers on the outside instead, <laughs> filled with cucumber and cream cheese Cochetarian rolls wrapped in seaweed and sticky rice inside. <laughs> also, as a kid, I always preferred sesame bagels for my egg and cheeses at the local Greek diner, inhaling two in a sitting, no problem. After a night of drinking, my old school high school buds, which is why my father called me the human shovel for a reason. <laughs> of course, it's back when my father was still funny before my brother got arrested for cocaine and got him addicted to Ambien for life. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> so, I don't need to be a mass savant like Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man to realize my love of nut base spreads like peanut butter would eventually lead to my developed steamy love for tahini. Tahini! Flavor and hummus, which is where the oily, creamy, pulverized sesame seed spewing essence derives from Bourdain lives. Holla! Thank you very much! Hummus is basically more versatile, infinitely less tubby version of peanut butter, which also packs leaner blasts of less sticky mouth protein. <laughs> so of course, I'm hot for hummus. Van Halen lives. Holla! Thank you very much! But only after I started making my homemade versions to spice up my kids' lunches. So I didn't burn them out on peanut butter, ruining the capacity to ever savor a Reese's Pieces peanut butter buttercup that's homemade, made at those specialty chocolate shops in Richfield, Connecticut again, which is an American she-she bitch right as it gets. White privilege lives. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> if you never tried hummus, the famed sesame paste can be a major turnoff. <laughs> if you never sampled the Primo goods before, on the surface, some store-bought hummus or homemade hummus, can look like a sad, ploppy mound of dried-out earwax. That's why you must add color and a dash of sophistication to your presentation. Pine nuts, who needs them? Chopped, hard-boiled eggs, gross. 
too overtly Israeli for my taste. Sorry. <laughs> Rather go down and enjoy Behar. Triple mass in the process. Holla! Thank you very much. Pesto on top of hummus is blatantly, is a blatantly unnecessary, awful idea. Knowing hummus, when made right, requires no Parmesan cheese, garlic infusion to make it more swoon worthy than it already is. For me, I dress up my hummus triangle creations with a menage a trois of radiant lick it up color such as hot to trot little red corvette cherry tomatoes and arizona wild desert bloom orange specked shredded carrots or i'll throw in some polo lounge conjuring green in the form of thick strands of jalapeno on top to keep it extra steamy in the process, <laughs> just like in any relationship, you have to spice things up. Incorporating much needed color and variety to keep things interesting. Or you'll lose sustained stiffage, which is the perpetual state of arousal necessary for any relationship. They get excited for more topable tomorrows. Dr. Phil, resist this. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> the same rule applies to homemade, loving, infused creations versus the mass-produced manufactured kind, which lacks the length and depth of personalized pop compared to to the real thing. So invest in a Quiznart to blend your Goya chickpeas. Add some store-bought tahini from your local kosher butcher. It's not too aggressively Israeli for your taste. Holla! Thank you very much! Add a garlic bulb or two. Throw in a generous heaping of sea salt, Himalayan, kosher salt. I don't give a shit. Either way, before pouring in a steady stream of medium-grade olive oil as the hummus magic swirls into scrumptious, loving perfection before constructing your pita triangle pizzas with the steamy garnishes I mentioned prior and call it a day. At the very least, your kids will love you more for putting the extra effort to tantalize and awaken their taste buds to newer, fresher, yummier, possibilities than ever before. Last, your wife, tasting like hummus, won't lure you into sucking face with her on the spot, but you'll take whatever justified outs a 10-year marriage can give you. Can I get a holla for an A-plus chapter edition to the Kosherian comedians? And for taking my time with it. And not giving two fucks about me not delivering a ha-ha punchline every two seconds because the writing's fucking phenomenal dice lives ha thank you very much tofu the terrible slayer matilda singing rose cornbread my funnier twin was in no singing mood 
today. Every day. She'd wake up. Singing. Good day. Sunshine. But not sounding so overtly Jewy annoying in the process either. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Every day, she'd wake up singing. Good day, sunshine! I really have to stop trying to sound semi-melodic. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> By the Beatles. Even if my female twin got up at the crack of dawn again or decided to work in Norway away from her mom and dad and hilariously sweet younger brothers throughout an entire darkened five-month winter as a 10-year-old ski model for North Face, knowing in a post-corona universe she was used to doing remote learning anyway. <laughs> but this drab Thanksgiving morning was different because she had to act thankful for eating tofurkey roast again. Despite the spirit of tofu, the terrible, terrorizing her dreams since she described soy dogs in her school lunch cafeteria blog as rubber Dog Link Nosh Toys Gross. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Which reminds me, on a side note, this is an impersonation of Thanksgiving dinner at the Obamas this year in Martha's Vineyard. Obama says to his daughter, Malaya, you barely touched your tofurkey. Malaya says, Dad, explain to me again why you thought it was a good look for me. To intern at Miramax with Harvey Weinstein. And Obama says, Malaya, take a chill pill. <laughs> if you remember, Michelle was your chaperone on the set at Miramax. And that fat Jew couldn't pin down Michelle if he tried. Holla! Thank you very much! But... How could Matilda, singing Rose Cornblood, my funnier twin, act grateful for eating a tofurkey roast since her fourth grade teacher, Miss Altwright, <laughs> made it clear how Native American Indians weren't responsible for teaching the pilgrims how to turn soy milk into white blocks of semi-firm bricks of soy with higher levels of estrogen to feminize John Smith's sturdy stock of sailors with. <laughs> also, Thanksgiving this year, post-corona, wasn't feeling particularly festive knowing Matilda was suffering from PTSD from wearing all those corona masks to death. Matilda was now Having nightmares, being terrorized by the masked man, Tofu the Terrible, who ruined every favorite meal she'd dream of. For example, 
if Matilda, my funnier twin, had just won the gold medal in the Hardcore X Games, the equestrian riders within the under 10 year age bracket having to complete jumps through rings of fire with an occasional baby dragon on her tail. <laughs> She'd normally celebrate with her best friend Shannon in her dream over their favorite treat, jelly beans, for a sleepover party soon after. But now, all that appeared in her dream were pasty, slimy soybeans in the place of jelly beans because Tofu, the terrible, was punishing her for calling soy dogs on her cafeteria WordPress food blog not good enough to pass for rubber dog toys. Can I get a holla for WordPress Nation? For my adoring fans, old and new, I love you long time, all the time. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> and Matilda hated pet dogs because they ate dog food with mince horse meat inside. <laughs> Matilda had always been a hardcore vegetarian loyalist in the past, yet she greatly offended the spirit of Tofu the Terrible, a ferocious Chinese Made in Wuhan, <laughs> vegetarian warrior from the Ming Dynasty. We even got Genghis Khan into Mapu Tofu over Jasmine Rice, a fiery dish loaded with super scary Szechuan spice. The smell from the grounded up Szechuan peppercorns will make most grown men cry, making their lips tremble in fear at the prospect of having to try one more bite knowing Genghis Khan will be hoarding all these sake, rice wine for any temporary relief for themselves. Soon afterwards, <laughs> Matilda was convinced she never enjoyed the food she loved in real life again, such as her dad's fried Icelandic cod in a barbecue aioli without tasting anything but mushy dog drool instead. <laughs> now, it was time for everyone at the table Give thanks for Thanksgiving, which Matilda, my funnier twin, had been dreading from the start because she was consumed with nightmarish visions of Tofu the Terrible ruining all her favorite foods in her dreams and in real life, such as her dad's star side dish creation, caramelized cauliflower potato gratin combining cavage gruyere and raclette cheese from the Swiss Alps, which injected the dish with an extra scrumptious, creamy, fresh finish for Dane Lives Again. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Until his dad, Salem comedian, Arthur podcast host, and self-taught semi-gourmand chef, Matilda's daughter, was dreading her turn to participate, says, Matilda, you look like you've seen a ghost. Is Tofu the Terrible ruining the taste of your jelly beans again? Matilda perks up, shaken, out of her petrified frozen comatose, and says, How do you know about Tofu the Terrible, Daddy? Matilda's dad says, I helped you launch your own lunch cafeteria blog on WordPress, remember? <laughs> your last piece, Tofu Brownie Blues, was about how Tofu the Terrible threatened to shred everyone's mask at school unless the brownie girl started selling his special batch of Tofu Brownies at the next 
school book fair instead. <laughs> Matilda says, do we have to eat the tofurkey roast this year? Dad says, no. Try this veggie barbecue pita instead. Matilda takes a reluctant bite, but is moved by her dad's gesture of goodwill. She says, yummy, daddy. Her dad says, I fried up cubes of semi-firm soy inside that bad boy. These sautéed onions and peppers keep the memories of mushy dog toy food at bay. Tofu the Terrible was dead in Matilda's head. And she started singing again while giving thanks and praises at the Thanksgiving table. Singing. Soy dogs still suck. Tofu, the terrible too. But you're no longer so bad since my daddy came to my rescue. Comedy. Gold Mobile. My funnier twin making daddy laugh long time again. Daddy, what did you do with grandma growing up? I don't remember, kid. Daughter says, do you remember how awful her green beans were? I've created a comedy monster, folks. Holla! Thank you very much! Shitting on my mother-in-law's amorphous plans for Baba Camp. Hey, babe, what does Baba have planned for Baba Camp for the kids? She's only had the whole year to plan and feel God-blessed about it. Fuck you. My mom mentioned something about taking the kids to the Delaware Aerospace Education Foundation. Wife replies, but your parents have spent more money for doggy daycare than they have for any of the grandchildren for the past 10 years and counting. <laughs> so don't expect me to be floating on air, the dark side of the moon. On the primo Maui Wowie at the prospect of them footing the bill for space camp anytime this millennium either. <laughs> also, we just took the kids to DC to the Air and Space Museum to gaze at Spaceship One. But a garden tour of direct TV satellite dishes and of a UFO shaped house in the bowels of Bumblefuck, Delaware? Sounds like a blast. <laughs> I bet the X shuttle launch site is more deserted than Hunter Biden's. Coke baggy stash after only hearing last call in the bathroom stall. Me emoting about my five-year-old son making the monkey bars his bitch for a pleasant change of pace. Great job, Art Show. Way to fill up that tank top. <laughs> Don't forget, muscle has memory. My old catering boss in Orange County urged me to smile more as I worked the buffet line. Unlike you... I know past happy muscle memory to flex from. <laughs> Playing with G.I. Joe figures alone in my room throughout my entire 10th grade school year didn't help. <laughs> Neither did me getting a book titled The 12 Stages of Puberty from Grandma for Hanukkah one year. I said, Mom, getting this book in front of my younger brother of three years is beyond embarrassing. My younger brother already hit puberty and can play with himself whenever he wants. Mom replies, but you play with yourself all the time with your G.I. Joe figures. <laughs> Since I became 
a married man with three kids. In other words, a slut in a straitjacket. I flirt with older MILFs at the track by acting out, cupping their scrumptious-looking tatas <laughs> as I run around the track to highway to hell to let them know how hot they look in their stretchy Lululemon sports bras, begging to be manhandled in my mind at the very least. <laughs> my funnier twin making daddy laugh again. Long time. I ask her, so Matilda, do you think Uncle John really had a kid's birthday party to attend, knowing he's gotten you a grand total of three gifts in ten years? <laughs> My funnier twin replies, I think he's telling the truth, Daddy. A kid's birthday party is an elaborate excuse to blow off meeting us at the park to play ball, and Uncle John isn't that smart. Allah, thank you very much! My editor, uh, Matilda, just texting me. She says, got a huge migraine. We'll have your first round edits by tomorrow. Second round of edits will take three days max. P.S. Matilda is hilarious. And my daughter says, the comedy gold mobile is all mine. I'm funnier than you are. I said, relax, female flesh. I was force feeding you lines when you could barely string only two words together. Like that routine at the deli, remember? Yes, Daddy, I remember. What did Tyson Chandler give the Knicks? And I'd say, Bupkis, Daddy! Bupkis! Can I get a holla? For a joke that is 10 years old at this point, but still freaking hilarious. Holla! Thank you very much! <laughs> Pizza maker in heaven. There is no sincerer love than the love of food. George Bernard Shaw. Daughter takes one bite out of my homemade burrata creamy mozzarella filled bomb pizza with roasted fresh basil flecked roasted cherry tomatoes on top but cornmeal dusted bottom and practically faints. <laughs> Before delivering the most kind-hearted, emotive compliment in doodle dad's honor ever. Daddy, I know you really want to be a professional comedian but can you be a pizza maker in heaven instead? Uncle Rodney will be your favorite customer. Remember how much he likes pizza and easy money. Your money in the bank, Daddy. Money in the bank. Can I get a holla? My funnier twin finishing strong. Holla! Thank you very much! Pizza maker and comedy heaven. Has an even nicer ring to it. I bust Frank Sinatra's balls for ordering one of his Goomba goons to knock, out on, to knock on Jackie Mason's hotel room in Vegas. Only to break his schnoz for making fun of Frank Sinatra too much for his taste. After Frank's goons shattered Jackie Mason's nose into six million pieces, <laughs> Jackie Mason replies with, I told Frank Don Rickles was hitting him with kitty gloves compared to me. Jackie Mason lives. Holla! Thank you very much! I love cooking for my three children, wife included. But it's their palpable joy which I derive the most amount of giving pleasure from because all my dishes are made with love. That's my new line I deliver on my wife whenever I feel like her dinner performance was half-hearted, non-thought-through, ordinary dinner assemblage. <laughs> Thing is, my wife is a good cook. She can even make lentil soup scrumptious and visually appealing. But Mama isn't racking up as many yummy dances around the downstairs floors as I do. <laughs> 
My attitude is that if you're a stay-at-home dad or mom or whether it's your choice or not, make the most of it. By making the family meal great again, wash the tablecloths with the intention of making the family meal a springboard for special memories attached to your home forever. Telling Alexa, never play Barbara Streisand duets with Frank Sinatra again through the Alexa app and requesting send in the clowns versus just play Frank Sinatra helps maximize the enjoyment factor in these family forming meals also. <laughs> I've injected my three children into growing up activities I've missed out on since becoming a father of three. So just going to any rock concert, I wish. Took my kids to see Kid Rock in Hartford, Connecticut. A faded groupie of old who was well-meaning when she said to my kids, that brings me back. And I'm thinking, to what? Your dad ditching your mom for a friskier-looking fox halfway into a Leonard Skinner cover band's version of Freebird at a local Hartford bar when the Whalers weren't in town? <laughs> Thing is, most rock concerts are far removed from being considered family-friendly. For example, when I took the entire family to see Foreigner Cheap Trick and Jason Bonham's band in Bethel Woods pre-COVID, my kids were treated with immediate eye-scolding, sacrament-destroying disdain, as if I was intentionally trying to freak out all the old-timer speed freaks by sneaking my kids into a concert like Michael Jackson's kids concealed in burkas from head to toe. Like a smooth criminal, holla! Thank you very much! Also... I can't even go to a random pizzeria these days in New York without being treated like an off-duty ICE agent in North Face. <laughs> so where else can it do it all, Dad? Attain an ideal mix of tunes and bonding through doing time with his children, then in the kitchen, at home. Not convinced yet of the bonding-rich potential of cooking with your kids, even if you're not a self-proclaimed she-she bitch. You used to shop at Trader Joe's Back in the day in L.A., only to get Vermont cheddar for homemade shishi bitch tuna melts with avocado before Vermont cheddar went viral. My youngest child, lucky number three, Chef Samuels, will point at a red onion at Sapa Shop and say, Eyes? Before rubbing his eyes from the crime produced from cutting onions in the first place. I don't call my son Chef Samuels for nothing, folks. He also already eats primo smoked salmon with no adornment whatsoever, in addition to eating bits of anchovies. Pre-Puntinesca. Puntinesca is actually pussy in Italian. So another lifetime, my son obviously had zero problem muff diving for inhaling Sophia Loran, scrumptious lobes of perfection hole. Hey now, living out my sexual fantasies through my son is a solid reason for you to call child services on me already. I agree. Holla! Thank you very much! Where else can a dad enjoy a family-friendly environment among his favorite people in the universe than at a meal at home? If you truly feel your kids are superior company than most, then wouldn't you care about blowing them away with your own homemade peanut Thai sauce with a mixture of lo mein and pad thai noodles with primo priced peanut oil, fried zero-fat scrumptious rectangles of soy? Because you schlepped to the Zero Smiles Chinese grocery store in White Plains pre-COVID for the peanut oil in the first place. <laughs> what makes your kids love you more? More Duplo purchases to keep them busy or cooking together and growing closer to them through creating future Yummy Dance creations together as one. 
showing them how to massage their carbonzo beans with olive oil and lemon juice. The most sensual, give a shit, about foreplay way. All the way, Sinatra lives. Holla, thank you very much. Cooking with your kids is time well spent. Because all your children want is to grow closer with you. Assuming you haven't ruined them yet. Plus, time's in the kitchen with your kids. is a sketchy free environment. And you're planting roots of fun-filled filler time with dad before he's gone. One day. Making pizzas for Rodney in heaven. Rodney Dangerfield polishes off my pie after we get blazed from Red Fox's Special Reserve Afterlife Stash. Rodney says, you made a solid pie and even better kids. But your jokes were perfect. <laughs>